I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dollar, 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 dollar. We are back. Weekend Wager. Anita Marks with you. On this Friday night, we welcome you in, Tom and Julian, driving the train. Gentlemen, we are back. You got that money, you got that money flow. You ready? You ready for this college football NFL season? Buckle up, baby. I wish I had that money flow like you do, Anita. Hi, how are you doing tonight? Oh, you're so funny. Listen, I tell people this all the time, okay? Um, gambling, I just... I, I know, you know, in, 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 in all seriousness, I, you know, addiction is a serious thing. I always tell people, gamble what you can afford to lose. Because the majority of time, you're losing. Right? The majority of time, let's be honest. The majority of time, you gamble, you're losing. So why are you gambling? You're gambling because you, by you putting money on a sport or you putting money in a game you en- you enjoy the viewing experience more because you have money on the game so you're it's it's like it's the price of admission to watching a movie right i guess that's one way you- to look at it i mean i mean I, I i totally agree with you like bet only what you can if you choose to bet that's what i used to do for a very short period of time I pretty much broke even, probably lost a lot more than I won. Well, not a lot more, just in terms of wins and losses. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just not, like, that much of a betting man myself. I'm interested in all the odds and all that stuff that's associated with it. I just right. don't personally put my money on the but line. I, I just, I guess my point is the majority of people who gamble lose. The yes. majority. The, they're, you know, like, and here, so, so professional handicappers that come in anywhere between, you know, 55 to 56%, there, that's where, you know, you're winning. Like, that's the majority of people who are successful professional handicappers in this business, okay? Um, so, so that just goes to show you, those are like the really good handicappers come in at 56, 57%. So, that would tell you that the majority of people who do gamble lose. And there's a reason for that. Odds makers are probably some of the smartest people in the business. Um, and so with, that, with knowing that, again, I always tell people, wager what you could afford to lose. Just be responsible with that. You know, look, look at, at, at the money that you're bringing to the table to wager would be like the same money that you would walk into a fine dining experience or just a dining experience with, right? You're walking in there, you're spending money for the experience. You're walking into a movie, you're spending money for the experience, the enjoyment, the entertainment. When you have money on a, on a certain, when you have got action on a certain sporting event, you're, you're, more, you're, you're more excited to watch it because you're, you're rooting for you to, you're rooting for you to make money. But it's really, really important to always wager responsibly. 
Okay, I always tell people that. Wager responsibly. It's so important. But um, we can wager. We are back better than ever. Really excited. Uh, I know we are six days away. Can you guys believe it? Right? Like somebody pinched me. We are six days away uh, from NFL season game one. And I was having uh, earlier today, I was having an early dinner with some friends and uh, they were like, oh, that's right. Who's playing? (laughs) And I said, Kansas City and the Detroit Lions. They're like, oh, I'm not going to watch. I'm like, why aren't you going to watch? I think the Detroit Lions are going to be really good this year. I think they win the, the NFC North. Don't you? Who do you guys who do you guys have winning the NFC North? I've got, I've got the Detroit line. A lot of people are on Chicago. I'm still not sold on Justin Fields. Uh, you know, I think I, th- I do believe that Jordan Love is going to surprise some folks this season. I, I think he's going to perform well. I just I, Minnesota. I just I'm not sold on their defense. I think their offense is going to be quite explosive. Uh, but I've got the Detroit Lions winning the NFC North. I, I I think this week one, this whatever, this week one Thursday, the first initial game right out right off the bat for uh, the NFL. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Thursday. I'd be excited too. Now going back to your question, I personally, if I had to make a gut instinct, I would say I'd probably say the Vikings might win the NFC North. That's just what my gut feeling mm. is, just because I think they're probably the most I don't want to say developed team out of the out of the bunch. The Lions are really starting to come together, and I would root for them to win the division. I just think the Vikings' offense will ultimately uh, kind of overshadow the rest of the NFC North, and that's what will give them a victory. But Going back to the first game of the season, I'm personally very excited for that. That's a great matchup. You got the defending Super Bowl champion against one of the rising teams in the NFL. Is that the game I'm most looking forward to in the week? No, that's going to be the Giants and Cowboys because I'm going to it. But but it's still a very exciting game. Way to to throw that into the show conversation, Thomas. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Good for you, man. I'm happy for you. That's great. Have you have you been to a uh, a Giants Cowboys game before? I have not. This will be my first regular season NFL game I've attended. I've attended two preseason games in the past. This will be the first regular season. Wow. So uh, so again, uh, we are six days away from September seventh, Thursday night, game one, Detroit going against Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by six and a half. The over under is at fifty four. I like the over in this matchup. That's how I'm playing it on Thursday night, baby. Take it right now. Get on it. Get to that window. Over 54. Why? Still no Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me ask you this. And I know Julian is back there as well. Julian, feel free. Open up your mic. Chime in whenever you want, buddy. Um, Do you really feel that the Kansas City Chiefs would have won that Super Bowl without Chris Jones last year? I don't. I don't. I think their defense is night and day. Without him on the field. It's it's certainly less of a defense, obviously, without him on the field. I'm just looking at his stats now, just to give myself a refresher. 15 and a half sacks in the regular season last year. <gasps> and I'm trying to find his postseason numbers. I'm trying to scroll. Oh, here we go. Last year, two sacks in the playoffs in those three games. But obviously, he puts a lot of pressure on any opponent's offensive line and pressure on the quarterback. 
to get to, to said quarterback. So without Chris Jones, this Chiefs team is going to be incomplete, if you ask me, especially because yep. I think their defense is always scarce. They have to rely on Pat Mahomes in that offense to get them places. And if you're a betting person, like yourself, Anita, I would put mm-hmm. money on the Chiefs, obviously, to win the division. And even if they don't have that great of a defense, they're still obviously a double-digit win team, I think. And don't forget, you got the Detroit Lions. Golf comes back. Amara St. Brown. Uh, plethora of wide receivers. Uh, I, you know, now you've got David Montgomery back there who's going to fill the void of uh, um, Jamal Williams, who now is no longer there. I, I just... I like this Detroit Lions team. I think offensively they're going to be really explosive. I'm not sold on either of these defenses. So, and it's Thursday night, prime time, big stage. Kansas City is going to be feeling really good about themselves coming out. Of course, they're going to be handing out their Super Bowl rings, all the hoopla, all the things. I like the over in this matchup, over 54, and that's at minus 110. What does that mean? You're laying $110 down for every $100 you get back. So that would be my play in week one, Kansas City Detroit Lions over 54 points. Uh, you said that you're going to, of course, uh, the uh, the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys game. Right now, the Giants getting three at home. They are a home dog getting three. It's it's fluctuated. A few times I've tuned into this. It's been three. It's been three and a half. The over-under is at 46 and a half. When we get back, I will tell you what side of the coin I am on there. Um, I want to take a look the entire week one slate of games and, uh, and tell you who I like that you can go to the window now on before I think these lines change. And that's another thing, okay? It's really important for folks to understand this. You know, each and every week, lines for the following week come out. Sometimes the lines come out like right after the, uh, the, the Monday night game. So a lot of times you could jump on these lines on Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday. They're definitely all out by Thursday. I think it's really, really important Lines change throughout the week and you really want, you want to get on board with a lot of these lines and, and how lucrative they could be for folks early on in the season. It's really, really important. Okay. Um, because you don't want to wait until Sunday at noon to put a wager in. Sometimes you do. If a line has fluctuated, a lot of times what these uh, sports books do is if a ton of money has come in on a certain team or a certain spread or a certain side, you know, they balance it out. They'll, they'll, they'll change the spread to, to, to help even out the amount of money that's coming in so they, they, don't, they don't take a bath on a certain team or a certain game, I should say. Um, that's why it's really, 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 in my opinion, important to get in on these wagers early this season. So we come back. Let's take a look at the week one slate of games in the NFL. I'll share with you where I'm leaning, what I like, what teams I like. Here's another thing really quick. Week one, I'm not ever since not this last collective bargaining agreement between the NFL uh, and NFLPA, but the one even prior to that. Like, I just don't feel like teams are totally 100% ready to start the season. So that's another thing. Take it slow roll. 
for the first one, two, three weeks of the season heading into the NFL season in regard to how much money you're gambling, okay? Because teams really don't, in my opinion, really start creating an identity, really start feeling themselves, uh, really have, really show their true colors, no pun intended, until, in my opinion, at least week four. So, so let's just say hypothetically, I'm just throwing this out here. Let's just say hypothetically speaking, um, you, your, your, uh, your income allows you to play with about $500 every weekend. I'm just throwing that number out. Okay. Let's just say each and every weekend you're like, all right, I'm going into the NFL weekend with $500 to play with. That's my budget to gamble on each weekend. Maybe for the first three weeks of the season, tail it back. Maybe, maybe, maybe your, your, your budget should be somewhere around 250 to 300 because you, you want to, you want to see how these teams are going to play out. What's going to happen. Like, so for example, Denver, right? There's, there's so many different, uh, in regard to analysis for some people feel that Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are going to crush it. You know, finally, Sean Payton's there. Russell Wilson is out of the tutelage of Nathaniel Hackett, who totally destroyed his career in Denver. What's going to happen? You know, how's it? So some people feel that Russell Wilson is going to have a really successful season. Some people feel he's going to fall flat on his face and won't even finish the season as a starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. So, you know, we got to see how this all is going to play out. So that's, again, I, I know I'm throwing a lot out. This is our first show back on We Can Wager. So two things, <laughs> two lessons uh, that, we are, that, that we're preaching here, show one of, of this NFL and college football season. Number one, uh, wager what you can afford to lose because in all honesty, the majority of people who do wager lose. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's a sad fact, but it, it's a fact. Uh, and number two, for the first three weeks of the season, um, you know, come in with a, a very modest budget in regard to what you're willing to wager uh, for that weekend until you really, really, really get a good, get a good grip and a good hold on, on the identity of a number of these NFL teams, as well as college football. Uh, we've got a great lineup for you as well. We're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland tonight. She's coming our way at the top, the 11 o'clock hour. We'll hear from uh, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, uh, getting you ready for tomorrow, Saturday, week one of the college football season. We're going to have a ton of plays for you. I'm going to talk some NFL. Like I said, we get back. Let's take a look at the week one slate of games in the NFL. I'll tell you where I'm leaning and why. We'll also open up the phone lines. Maybe you want to sell me on a week one play in the NFL. I'm all ears. I'd love to hear from you. 800-919-3776. Nina Marks with you on this Friday night here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. 
They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. The Mets take care of the Mariners today. Really impressive, by the way, because Seattle's just been red hot. Uh, So the Mets won 2-1. And also right now, uh, it is uh, bottom of the eighth. And the Yankees are up on the Astros. Um, Tom, you and I were talking in the break. You are thrilled with your Yankees team. A lot of these young guns are up and making some noise, right? Oh, they sure are. In case you've missed it, uh, Jason Dominguez, Mm. first career at-bat, takes it into the Crawford boxes in Houston, a home run off of Justin Verlander. Austin Wells, First career A.B., he also gets a base hit into right field off of Justin Verlander. Then Giancarlo launched one 430 feet straight down the left field line. Actually would have left the stadium had there not been like a metal plating in the back of that. And then Aaron Judge is the fastest player in MLB history at 810 games to hit 250 career home runs. Tenth all-time on the Yankees franchise leaderboard. You gotta love it. So, um, and this is a Yankees team. It's come alive. It's come alive, although still so far back in both, of course, uh, their division and the wild card race. In college football, it is happening. Eastern Michigan over Howard, 33 to 23. Um, right now in the third, you've got Kansas over Missouri State, 27 to 10. Uh, in the fourth, you've got Georgia Tech over, over Louisville, 28-23. to 23. Also, the final, the U, baby, University of Miami. Could they be back? Possibly. Uh, 38-3 against Miami of Ohio. And, uh, and also, with just about two minutes left in this game, you've got Michigan State uh, just crushing the snot out of Central Michigan, 31 31- to seven. Like I said, we're going to have some college football plays for you coming your way with both Fat Jack and Lee Sterling. So stay tuned for that. Taking a look at week one of the NFL slate. Like I said, Thursday night, Kansas City against Detroit. My play here is over, over 54 and a half points. Both these offenses are going to be quite explosive. I just don't think that their defense are anything to write home about, especially since Chris Jones is, uh, is, is not at camp and is not expected to suit up for the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, they're so desperate. Did you see the report today? Travis Kelsey reached out to Chris Jones, begging him to please, please come back, come home, help, SOS, help. Uh, My favorite plays heading into week one, give me the Jackson Jaguars, minus five against the Indianapolis Colts. I just, I still, I I don't believe that Anthony Richardson should be starting in the NFL. One, one year, one season experience at University of Florida uh, against subpar competition. Uh, I think it's going to take a minute for this young man to, to really kind of um, develop in the NFL. Meanwhile, for Jacksonville, 
I think they're going to dominate their division. I think they're going to win their division. I think they're going to absolutely crush the Indianapolis Colts uh, week one. So give me Jacksonville minus five. This line has moved up, by the way. It was at four. It was at four and a half. It's now at five. I would play this all the way to six and a half because you never, you know, you, you, you don't want to worry about that backdoor cover, but I would play this all the way to six and a half. This might be one of my favorite plays of week one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right now, you can get them at minus five. You can find them still at minus four and a half. Good for you. Uh, also, I think this is a good game to use as a two-team teaser uh, where you can tease them down as well, okay? Uh, the other one that I love, Baltimore Ravens, uh, minus 10 against the Houston Texans. Forget about it. Baltimore Ravens coming in. This is not your grandfather's Baltimore Ravens team. Uh, their offense is going to look mighty different, and uh, and I think they're going to put a ton of points on the board. I also like the Baltimore Ravens team total over 26.5 points in this game. They are at home. Houston's coming in. Uh, they've got a, they've, they've got a rookie quarterback who's going to be starting for them. So, uh, so there's that, uh, love me the Baltimore Ravens. Um, probably one of my favorite plays as well, believe it or not, brace yourself. The Pittsburgh Steelers at home plus two and a half. I'm probably going to buy this up to plus three, maybe plus three and a half. I think this is a good spot to use them as well as that two team six point teaser. Maybe I tease them with um with the Jacksonville Jaguars and so getting the Pittsburgh Steelers at what so that'd be six seven eight at plus eight and a half so I I just I love this Pittsburgh Steelers team I think Kenny Pickett takes a step forward Uh, their defense is going to be sick meanwhile you've got Brock Purdy coming in having to go on the road playing in Pittsburgh good luck with that with that Pittsburgh Steelers defense Watt healthy, um, I think it's going to be some tough sledding for a quarterback that 31 teams passed up on him uh, seven times in the NFL draft. So I want to say those, I think that's, those are my, pretty much my favorite plays of week one. Like I said, I, I also, I do like the Giants getting the three. Again, I'm all about two, two teams, six point teasers. You want to tease them up to plus nine. Um, I, I think that could be a, a good play for you as well. So the Giants plus three. I like the Giants beating the Dallas Cowboys at home on the money line. The money line is plus 140, by the way. How about that? So those are my week one games that I like. Giants plus three. Uh, why not plus three and a half? Wouldn't mind buying the hook. Also like them on the money line at plus 140. Love the Steelers at plus two and a half. Great two-team six-point teaser to tease that up to plus eight and a half. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, I think, are going to destroy the Houston Texans at minus 10. And uh, and I think the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to destroy the Indianapolis Colts at minus five. And, of course, like I said, uh, Thursday, first game, kicking off the NFL season. I like the over at 54. So that's that's what I'm looking at. Those are my favorite plays of the NFL season, uh, the week one slate. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. Uh, we're going to dive into some of the college football games uh, that are going to be present on the NF- on the college football slate week one coming your way tomorrow, getting you locked and loaded 
So hang tight. We come back. Fat Jack will join us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. It is Weekend Wager, our inaugural show for this season, heading into, of course, the college football season. Granted, it started last week. What, By the way, so we got Fat Jack, Fat Jack Handicapper joining us now, FatJackSports.com. What's week zero, dude? Like, who, like... It's the worst what? marketing, the worst marketing group <laughs> in the history of the world. I mean, there's a million, I understand that everybody owns and copyrights everything, but you got to think a little deeper. You got to do a little bit deeper than week zero. It just leads toward, it's like preseason football. You just, you have no expectations because of what it's labeled. I was just like, what the, what the hell is week zero? Nonetheless, I had Notre Dame, was thrilled about that. Um, but uh, let, let's, let's dive into what's going on this week. USC favored by 38 going against Nevada. I like the over here. The over-under is at 66. That's where I'm leaning. What's your play? You have USC, everybody, this is the darling of college football, right? Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, expected to win the Heisman Trophy, all the things. Um, what's your what's your play here, Pat? Yeah, Jack? I guess. I mean, Lincoln Riley has he. This dude cannot coach defense. I mean, it's just plain and simple. Since he's been a head coach, he has one year where his defenses have been in the top thirty. He had twenty eighth total ranked defense during twenty in twenty twenty. Other than that, ninety fourth, sixtieth, sixty fourth, one hundred and first, eighty second. Bottom line is he can't coach defense, and he's having trouble hiring somebody to coach defense. So it, if you have two auto bets right now in college football, one of them is probably over in USC games because they're going to score a ton of points, as you mentioned, with the weapons they have and Lincoln Riley's uh, ability to coach offensive football. But then you're also – the other one would be Tennessee over in the first half. I think this is another team with Josh Heifel that is going to score early and often, especially when they play inferior teams. So I'm with you. I, I, I've said this a couple of times around the country that I think this year we'll have more totals in the 80s than we've ever seen in college football, where they they open it in 79 or 80 and end in the 80s. And it's because of teams exactly like this. If not one of the best, if not the best on one side of the ball and an absolute riddle on why they can't get at least a little bit better defense. Um, I'm So I love Drake May, right? Just out of curiosity, do you, do you play futures bets when it comes to college football? Like, have you gone to the window with – possibly Caleb winning the Heisman again. Are you, do you do that? Yeah, first, the future future Heisman Trophy winner, especially if you're betting Caleb Williams, I think that's an absolute, one of the worst bets you can make because the Heisman Trophy 
a winner has little to do with who's the best player in the country. I mean, there would be people that vote against him simply because he won last year. I mean, this guy could have the most unbelievable stats in the world, and there are a lot of people who just do not either don't like Lincoln Riley, don't like the fact that Williams started in the Midwest and moved uh, west, and or the fact that he won last year. So that would be a real tough one for me to tie up any real money. I mean, about 20 bucks, yeah. But if I'm betting five or $10,000, which I do on my season prop bets, win totals for teams, um, I'm going to have trouble doing that on the Heisman because it's just there's so many different voters with such different uh, motives on who they're going to vote for. So to answer yes, yes, uh, answer question, yes, I do do um, season-long props, very seldom in college on specific awards, more likely on uh, season win totals. I have teams like Texas Tech going over the win total, um, Oklahoma under the win total. Texas has been an auto bet under the win total literally since they entered the Big 12 for me. They've basically bought me a new Tesla every two or three years just on <laughs> underachieving on a regular basis. They've won, won the conference since 2009 and only won it three times in the history of their program. Uh, I will take under it. If they do happen to win the Big 12 and or overachieve, I'll shrug my shoulders and maybe relook at it. But those have been a few things that I bet season long in the NFL it gets a little bit deeper we'll talk about that of course next week but uh yeah lots of different prop bets but very rarely is it on a specific player to win a specific uh, individual award um another game I want to tee up for you is Tennessee going up against uh UVA Tennessee favored by 27 and a half the owned over under is 56 no Hendon Hooker this season do you feel that this is the year that Tennessee uh without him which by the way I truly believe that if he would not have suffered uh, that knee injury, uh, you know, I think he would have been one of the most coveted quarterbacks coming out this season. I'm excited to see what he can do in the NFL once that knee uh, is healed and possibly his second or third year in the NFL. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Your thoughts on Tennessee this week? Yeah, you know, I've, having grown up in Oklahoma, I've seen a lot of coordinators come through there that it's about the system. And I'm a huge believer in what Josh Heupel does. And so, yeah, Hendon Hooker, we're going to find out. I mean, maybe he was just a great college quarterback. Maybe he was just a product of, of Josh Heupel's system who had learned from the likes of Mike Leach and all of the different um, mummy, all those different guys that, that taught that different offense. But the bottom line is this Tennessee Vols team, you're exactly right, that if he stayed healthy last year, people forget they beat Alabama. Or maybe they remember that, but they don't really remember that this was a very well-rounded team until they lost the engine. And when anytime you lose a quarterback – any of these teams, their quarterback goes down, they're going to be in trouble. And so I, I like them here. I think that that Tennessee, if you bet this, bet them this year in the first quarter over the total and to win the first quarter, you're going to make money if you did that every single game. And then I do think they're going to roll it up on teams exactly like this, teams that don't typically score a lot of points because Josh Heupel, he'll have a good defense, not great defense most likely, but they are going to score a bunch of points on just about anybody. They're also my dark horse to win the national championship. If they weren't, if this team wasn't in the SEC, they would be the favorite to win the Pac-12, favorite to win the Big 12, probably favorite to win the ACC, and at least in the conversation, the Big 10. The fact is they have to go through the two big boys, including the two-time defending national champion, gives you some value with them. It would be a long shot. That's why they're 12, 13, 14 to 1 uh, to get there. But it's something to at least look at because you're, anytime you're getting value in a team that we know was great when they were healthy, um, and I do think they'll be able to replace their quarterback and move forward. So, yeah, give me them minus the points on Saturday. Oklahoma going against Arkansas State. Oklahoma favored by 36. <laughs> I mean, these lines are ridiculous in week one. 
Um, yeah. Jack, let's be honest. The over/under is at fifty-eight. I don't have a play here. Who how would? Are you, how how are you, how are you playing this game? Yeah, who would except me? I mean, there's nobody in the world that's going to say, "Sign me up for Arkansas State OU." All Saturday. The problem with betting is you have to watch it. Who wants to watch that at nine a.m. Eastern or Pacific time? Uh, but here's I, I teed up this game, Anita, because there's a there's a trend here in week one that needs to be looked at. And Oklahoma falls into this subset of all the games. Home favorites of 30 points or more in their opening game when they're playing FBS opponents. All right, so light competition, but huge favorite. Central Florida was this way on Thursday. They win by 100. So think teams like Central Florida, obviously, Michigan, Oklahoma, Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Texas. Those are the teams that are playing FBS opponents at home and giving more than 30. They're covering at the clip of 20, excuse me, 72% against the mm. spread since 2014. It's not an auto bet, but that is real. Anytime you can get anything in the even low to mid 60s on a trend over the last five years or longer, that is something to at least look at when you're going into week one. It makes sense because you've got these teams that need to instill confidence. They've got new quarterbacks. They And, and when they're playing inferior teams, especially at home, the fatigue issue comes in, and that's what you're going to get on some of these teams. So I'll lay the points at Oklahoma. Obviously, um, from a coach, Brent Venables is a defensive-minded coach. They've got to improve at least a little bit there just based on some of the, the uh, transfers of the portal they got, some of the recruiting. But offensively, this should be a pretty confident team, and I think they're catching an Arkansas State team that typically doesn't score a lot of points. They stay under on the road seven of the last eight. They normally keep it close, but it's by playing good defense. I think it gets out of hand to Norman. Give me the Sooners minus the big number. Fat Jack joining us here on 98.7 ESPN Weekend Wager, our inaugural show this season, getting you ready for all things college football as well as the NFL. You've got a few days, six days left to get your futures bets in. So before we let you go, Fat Jack, I want to talk about some futures bets and uh, and you're really, you're highlighting the AFC North, which I think you can argue more than likely will be one of the most competitive divisions um, and you could argue with the AFC East as well. The Baltimore Ravens over under 10 and a half wins. The over is around even money. The under is about minus 120. Love Lamar Jackson. Love the love the addition of Todd Munkin now as his offensive coordinator. He's got a lot of more weapons to work with, especially in that passing game. I'm leaning towards the over here. What say you? Yeah, and Andrews will not be his leading receiver this year. People forget it at the end how decimated this team was last year and still was were a scoop and a score away. They were on the goal line against Cincinnati in the playoffs, reaching the ball over the goal line. They fumble, and it's a backup quarterback, obviously. Lamar Jackson's you know, former MVP out of the game. They pick it up. Cincinnati just goes the entire length of the field, takes the lead, and that was hit, that was it for them. They add OBJ, they add they drafted a bunch of good players at receiver. They're gonna get more balance offensively, and they might get Lamar Jackson for the entire year. If they do that, Anita, two years ago, I gave everybody the Rams preseason at 18 to one to win it all. Last year, I gave everybody Philly to win it all. And then we hedged back once we got to the big game. I had Kansas City, but all the way through the season to get them in the game, I had Philly. The exact same formula applies here to Baltimore, a team that improved their weapons offensively, they should get better play at quarterback, have a coach that has proven he can he win in January and a defense that will keep him in games, even if they have a quarterback go down for a week or two or three because of a sprained ankle. Baltimore 18 to one is a really good value, not only to go over the 10 and a half, but also to win the entire thing. It's not going to surprise me at all if we see them in Las Vegas at a big number. I'm going to be the one in the sling 
from spraining my arm, patting myself on the back if they get there, because this is another <laughs> long shot. And I'm telling you, they have all the recipe to take this seat, go a long way this season. Yeah, I, I hear you. Which, by the way, can you just, I, I can't, like, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas? It's going to be so ridiculous. Have, I normally take a group to Vegas and have for 20 years of, you know, ra some radio people and some clients and different things. I'm going to go broke this year. I'm already <laughs> The flamingo's like two thousand a night. I mean, my God, I don't know what I don't. I don't know. What, I thought I should buy a place. Honestly, I should buy about a four bedroom house out there. It might be less expensive than it's between that and the Indy or the uh, Indy car race that are coming in the Formula One car race. There's a couple of real expensive weekends. Weekend. So if you're planning on going to the game, if you're a fan of one of these contenders, might want to be looking for reservations now because they're already ridiculous rates for the you know compared to what those of us who are in Vegas a lot have to pay on a weekly basis. It's unbelievable. Um, really quick before I let you go, let's stick with the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns. Now, very interesting. I've actually I'm fading Deshaun Watson. But I have to be honest, he has looked good in the preseason. Granted, it's preseason, right? Yep. A lot of teams, a lot of coaches, they value this, the, the, uh, the joint practices more than they value the preseason games. I understand that. Uh, but the over-under for the Cleveland Browns right now is 9.5. The over is plus 115. The under is minus 135. What's your play here, Jack? Yeah, Cle Cleveland, first of all is a quarterback killer, not a quarterback developer. Um, Deshaun Watson had his lowest QB rating of his entire career last year when he played. I'm a fan of no-strings-attached massages, so that puts me against Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and so I will tell you, I think, I think this team is mediocre at best. And as you mentioned, if they were in a different division, it might be different. But this is a team that is going to be playing really good teams with really good coaches that can absorb losses at key positions. I'm not putting Savansky in that category yet. I certainly think there's a better chance Watson plays worse than he did in Houston than better. And so I think there's a lot of reasons to fade this, as does the number. It's up almost a double digits, but you are having to lay to go under. And this is one of those I put a bunch of money on. I like under the, under the win total for the Cleveland Browns. I think Cleveland is going to do Cleveland again this year. Um, Fat Jack, again, joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. He'll be with us uh, throughout the NFL and college football season. Um, once you let the folks out there know exactly where can they find you, how can they find you, more picks, more plays to help people win some money. Yeah, what you see is what you get. Go to FatJackSports.com. And if you've never heard of me before, I've been around 27 years, and I've been on with Anita uh, a year or so also. Go check it out. The results are all posted. All you're getting are the games I'm personally playing that I've been winning money on for 26 of the last 27 years. And then those games are emailed to you, they're text to you, and then they're posted and documented. So you know exactly that you're getting only the top plays. Very inexpensive. There's no callbacks, no upselling, no locks of the millennium, no 10-star whatevers. Just the best selections I'm betting on with my own money, and then I send those along to you for as little as about $60 a week when you sign up long-term. Go to FatJackSports.com and see what winning selections consistently sent to you can do for your bottom line this football season. Great stuff, as always. Uh, really excited to have you on with us this season, Fat Jack. Really do appreciate it. Uh, hang tight, everybody. Still a lot more plays getting you ready for week one, not week zero, of the college football season and looking ahead to, of course, the NFL, which, which kicks off on Thursday. Somebody pinch me. Thursday night, six days, Kansas City going up against the Detroit Lions. Unbelievable. Anita Marks with you. We can wager here on 98.7 ESPN.
Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Wishing everybody out there a fantastic um, Labor Day weekend. We've got uh, Tom and Julian who are producing the show. Gentlemen, what do you what do you guys have in store for the weekend? You guys do anything? I will have the pleasure of being in to uh, work with Pat O'Keefe and Larry Hardesty on Sunday morning and afternoon, followed by the morning show on Monday with Larry and Gordon. So exciting stuff in the future. Also got a fantasy football draft Monday night on Labor Day. Ooh. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I've I've got one as well. I'm not thrilled about it. I'm just not a belie- I'm not a big believer. Like I I don't want to. I I commission two leagues. I'm not going to have a draft over Labor Day weekend. You know, um, I I just I'm not a big believer in it. So yeah, um, I'm not a fan of it either. What I do like about the league, at least I'm in, is we always try and draft as late as possible, so that way we don't draft guys who are hurt in the preseason or whatnot. So we give everybody more of a fighting chance that way. So I do appreciate doing it as late as possible. It just sucks that happens to be on the holiday, but it is what it is. Yeah. Do you know where you're drafting? Do you know what your draft spot is? Yes. It's a 12-man PPR league uh, snake draft. I'm drafting 11th. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Who would you, who would you, who are you hoping is still going to be available for you there at 11? Honestly... I I honestly don't know. Like, I, I did a uh, mock draft not too long ago. I think I ended up with maybe it was Tony Pollard and Devontae Adams at 11 and 14 it would be. So, I mean, something along that kind of combination I'd be pretty happy with. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Tony Pollard could still be there. I think he could be available for you. I'm really high on Nick Chubb this season. Um, but... Uh, love me you know obviously and and i i'm not going out on a limb here i mean this is this is kind of like free flowing this is the way that it's rolling this season and that is uh, a lot more emphasis in regard to wide receivers uh than um than than running backs this year so i think i think where you're sitting at 11 you know, again, I, I think I shared with you, I, I, t- I had a draft the other night. It was a 10-person draft. I drafted 10th, and I got Stefan Diggs and Garrett Wilson there on the turn. So I think you, you might be in a, in a position, uh, Tom, where you can get Stefan Diggs, and I don't think you get Garrett Wilson maybe, but Amal Ross St. Brown or Garrett Wilson on that turn. I'd be pretty happy. I'd probably, just my personal opinion, I'd probably want a top running back and then a top receiver. And then after that, I would do best available no matter what the position is. Uh, mm-hmm. If, it, if God forbid, like the top tight end was there by the next time I draft, maybe in the fourth round, I might 
take that. Or if the it's two running backs in a row I have to take after that, I do that. I prefer wide receivers. That's usually where I have the best luck in terms of picking. So I'm more inclined to go that route. But we'll see. After the first two rounds, I just go best available pretty much. I hear you. And in years past, um, I, I valued running backs uh, pretty pretty highly. I just think this is the year that, especially if you're sitting there with all the respect, Tom, and you've got Diggs, Garrett Wilson, and or Amal Ross St. Brown, uh, I, I think I don't know how you pass up on two of those three guys at the turn. Just my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, by the way, ESPN New York is celebrating the return of Jets football with the Michael K. Show live from the lounge at Meadowlands Racetrack on Monday, September 11th, before the Jets kick off their season against the Bills on Monday Night Football. So start your tailgate early with the K. Show. And the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands Racetrack, America's number one sportsbook. So make sure you do that. Uh, when we come back, we'll kick off our number two of Weekend Wager. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network will join me. Her and I will do a deep dive into the week one slate of games in the NFL and uh, see if there's any futures bets that uh, she's already gone to the window for as well. Um, we still have Lee Sterling, who's going to be joining us on the program as well, getting you ready for more college football picks Saturday, tomorrow. Get ready. We're getting you locked and loaded, hopefully to help you all win some money uh, on the Saturday week one of college football right here on Weekend Wager 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.